something that could move easily when he did. So I make cakes and casseroles and pies, and I deliver them to people's homes. I have to be ready to get up and go to the next place, so it was good to have a craft or a trade or a skill, whatever you might call it anyway, to take with us, because people everywhere want to eat, and lots of younger women aren't able to cook. You'd be surprised how many deep-dish apple pies I make in their own pottery dishes. <laughs> they even pretend to their husbands they cook them themselves, so I have to be very careful about the time I deliver them. <laughs> now, I know I could have had a, taken a vacation on my own, I agree. There was nothing to stop me from going to Europe or on a cruise or to the Grand Canyon. But that wasn't the point. I wanted to travel with Brian, and he didn't want to go anywhere at all. It wasn't just to say that I'd been somewhere. I'm way too old for that. My customers who bought the deep dish apple pie or the lamb stew wouldn't think more of me if I said I'd been on a cruise to Alaska or on a train through the capitals of Europe. No, I wanted it for Brian and for me, something to remember, something to look back on when we were old, during the long evenings when we were on our own. And we were on our own a lot. Mel and Margie were away. There was always something for them to do during the summer holidays when school term was finished. There was this camp and that camp, and children loved camp. And because we had moved so much and so often, and Brian had so many careers, we thought it best for the girls to go to a residential school, give them more stability so they would be able to keep their friends. And heavens, they had so many friends. A lot of these friends had parents who were much younger than we were. We were conscious of being older parents. I mean, Brian was 40 when we married and I was 38, and we didn't want to be too geriatric with them. All parents live on different planets to their children, they say, and Lord, I've seen enough of that in the houses where I deliver food. But older parents, that's a solar system even further away. And anyway, why should the girls come and hang out around our house? What was Brian always so worried about everything? Big lines of worry etched into his forehead, and me always up to my elbows in pastry dough. No, not much fun with us. And I remember back to my own childhood. I didn't want to hang around my house when I was young either. And I could go away with a lot of my girlfriends, all right. We're all in our 50s, but we think of ourselves as girls, and we always will. I don't want to spend our hard-earned money on a vacation. And I want, with them, I want to be with Brian. I love Brian. I've always loved him since the first day I met him, with his dreams and his poetry and his hopes of changing the world. It didn't matter that he didn't earn much of a living. Nobody rated him very highly. He was the man that I always wanted and always at will. You know, I can see him in a tuxedo, like the men in the advertisements. I can see us spending long afternoons in a bedroom or a cabin or a sleeping car compartment, wherever. I can see us exchanging a knowing glance that says that there'll be more of that later on. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but I can see it very clearly. And Brian needs a holiday, even more than I do these days. You see, he's just been suspended from his school. It's August now, and he hasn't any position for September when the school year starts. A man of 57 without a job. And all because he had to speak his mind. And what's more, he had to speak it at the Parent Teachers Association. It was an occasion for congratulating the school for doing so well, for concentrating on the positive sides of things. Oh no, my Brian had to choose this occasion to tell people that he didn't think the war in Iraq was a just war. <laughs> this in a community that had had already two men who died on active service in the Gulf War. They didn't even wait to the next day to tell him that his services would no longer be needed. The head came round to the house, said he was sorry, but feeling was running just a little bit too high. I'd only teach mathematics in future, poor Brian had promised. Too late, the head had said. It hit Brian very hard. He didn't want me to tell the girls. 
I don't mind you knowing I'm an all-time loser, he pleaded, but I don't want my daughters to know this, not yet. But Madeline Marge, you would have to know when it came September, when Brian wasn't returning to school, I told him. Oh, hey, honey, he said, they're not really all that interested in what I do or don't do. Just give me time, Kathleen. Give me just a little time. I know I don't deserve it, but I can't breathe properly. This would give me breathing space. I don't know why I said it, but I did. Right, I said, I'll trade you. We have a vacation together. Just one vacation, and then I'll give you time. And he smiled a horrible smile, as if there was nothing behind it, as if he were an empty head. All the life and color had gone from his face. Maybe you might have a checkup with the doctor too, I suggested. No, don't move the goalpost, Kathy. A week in summer, you organize it. That's the deal, that's the trade. He looked wretched, he didn't want a holiday. I loved him to bits. Maybe a kinder person would have said, forget the holiday. But somehow I thought it was going to be the making of us.